Hello family, this is In Christ Alone, your word break for today. And this week we are discussing what I call the origin story of Moses. Essentially looking at the kind of preparation that God caused Moses to go through in order to use him to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. I believe that whatever the Bible says about Moses until the time he set out on this mission to lead God's people out of Israel, that that information, that information the Bible gives us about his life before then, lets us know God's kind of preparation for his vessels, people he would use. So for instance, we noticed that Moses' Bible says grew up, you know, as Pharaoh's daughter. Moses grew up in the palace in Egypt. And in Acts chapter 7, Stephen says that Moses was instructed in all the wisdom, all the learning, all the learning the of Egypt and he wasn't just instructed he excelled in it Stephen said he was mighty in words and in deeds so Moses excelled in it and so we see that here Moses sort of had some kind of formal training in the learning in the in the learning in the wisdom in the culture of Egypt clearly this would stand a good stead when Moses became you know the one to whom God would lead his people out of Egypt and the point I was making here was that we should not despise the, the, the formal academic or secular training that God gives us the privilege to have. Indeed, you look at Daniel. The Bible lets us see that Daniel and his friends had to go through, if you like, some sort of learning in, in Babylon. The Bible says that they had to learn the literature, the wisdom, the language of the Chaldeans. And the reason was because they could, so that they could stand or they could serve in the king's palace. See, that's the point. The places where God wants us to make impact, the places where God desires his people to serve and bring his glory, it requires that his people understand the wisdom of those people, the literature of those people, the language of the Chaldeans. You see, you cannot have certain doors open unto you unless you can be all things to all men, unless you can speak the language of those people. And that's why you should not despise the school that God has given you the opportunity to go to. You should not despise the kind of learning, the kind of profession you've got the opportunity to learn. It's all part of God's preparation. But I shared an, a very important key that we should not lose sight of. And that Bible makes us also know in Hebrews chapter 11, when you read verse number 23 or 24 that when Moses became of full age he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin the key is not to lose sight of our identity as believers not to lose sight of our identity as people that belong to God and that's what Moses did here he did not lose sight of that fact the fact that you are going through school and learning the principles of the world and learning the language of the world and learning the culture of the world does not mean our minds should be renewed in such a way that we live by them we must understand them we must know them so that we can become all things to all men but we do not live by them we live by the word of God the principles of the word of God are supreme they supersede any other thing we learn in school same thing is said of Daniel and his friends Bible says that Daniel you know he 
Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. Although he was in, in that training program, although he was learning the culture and the language, the science of the people, he was still conscious of who he was and whom he belonged to. And so that's the key. We never despise our formal learning, but it does not define who we are. It does not cause us to change our God. It doesn't cause us to change our philosophies of life. Having said all this, I want to share another important part of Moses' training when you look at his origin story. Now, in as much as Moses was you know, instructed in all the wisdom of Egypt, we know that in Exodus chapter 2, Moses now encounters from verse 11 he encounters a situation between an Egyptian master and a Hebrew slave and he ends up you know killing this Egyptian out of a burden out of the burden for his brethren also Moses attempts to resolve sort of a conflict between two Hebrew Hebrew men and he fails the point I'm making here is that and as much as Moses had been trained, had gotten this formal education, had gotten this formal learning, he was still inadequate and unprepared to do the will of God. He had the burden for the Hebrews, which was important to do God's work. But that burden even led him to make missteps. Why? He ended up committing murder. He failed at resolving conflict. These are things that, you know, in, in, in serving God, he would, he would do. In leading God's people, he would do. He would have to resolve situations, resolve conflicts. But he was unable to. He failed at them, even to the point of committing murder. So we see that formal training is good. Academic training is good. The secular training is good. Because we must speak the language, in quotes, of the Chaldeans. But that is not what makes one ready and prepared to serve God. That is not what makes one God's vessel ready for his use. You see, you cannot say that because you have gone to school, because you have gone to the university, because you have learned literature and you have learned math and science and reading, you are prepared to serve God. You are prepared to do God's work. Moses, Bible says, excelled in word and deed, but failed miserably in his first test of, of serving God or of leadership, as it were. So that is not what prepares us. It's not the academic and school, academic school, and, and and that kind of formal training that makes one ready to serve God. What we actually even find subsequent to this that Moses fled, went to Midian, and by chapter three of the, the book of Exodus, we find Moses tending the sheep of his father-in-law, the man that was mighty in word and deed. The man that was so schooled, instructed in all the wisdom of the earliest civilization, which is Egypt, was now a simple shepherd tending sheep for his father-in-law. He had become a servant. Because you see, the path to greatness in the kingdom necessarily involves service. Being a servant, we must learn to serve. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, when we read from 25, he says that you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, they lord it over them, 
and those who are great among the Gentiles, they exercise authority over them. But he said, yet it is not so among you or in the kingdom of God. That's not how it works. Whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. Let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first amongst you, let him be your slave. The path to greatness in the kingdom includes servanthood. And Moses had to learn that. He had to learn that by serving his father-in-law. He had to learn that by tending sheep. And as we would see, that, that simple service of tending sheep, of leading sheep in Midian, became his training in order to lead God's people, a great multitude of them, through the wilderness. So, the point I'm making here is that we don't become, we don't become ready vessels for God's use simply because we have had formal circular training. Not because you learned psychology, because you learned human psychology, and because you learned all the things that the world would teach, principles of management and finance, you are ready and prepared for God to use. No, it takes also service. It takes also humbling yourself. Moses had to lay down all these qualifications and come to a place of simple service, humbling service. That is the path to greatness in the kingdom. I wish you a wonderful week. God bless you.